game begin. Hey, Daggum Nerds fans, we are back on our regular weekly schedule, releasing on Mondays. Welcome to episode 90. You've got me tonight, Zach. And Trip. And we have a chock full of spoiler episode for you tonight. Warning, warning, spoiler warning, but not the kind of spoilers that you would expect. Well, you just the, spoiled it. You, the, just, you, uh, you just spoiled that this is going to be a non-traditional spoiler. So while it is full of spoilers, it's not the spoilers you think about. We are it's, spoiling this spoilers. Is, spoilers are the subject matter tonight because there's been a major reveal for uh, Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. That everybody's talking about uh, before the movie has even been released. Well, save so something for the show, Trip. We don't want. Let's let's just jump right in. Is it really a spoiler episode if I don't spoil something? All right. So, it, you know, it's kind of a different kind of episode because we gave spoiler warnings, but it's not because <laughs> there's a spoiler per se. It's that they're, we're talking about spoilers. S- spoilers as a subject matter. So it's a spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler filled. Spoiler. It's spoiler inception up in this place. That's right. <laughs> it's a spoiler within a spoiler within a spoiler. Although we won't be spoiling anything. Well, nothing. Or will current. we? <laughs> will we? We won't spoil that for you. Well, <laughs> man, we're, we're getting caught it. up on our own inception here. Well, yeah. we, we wanted to bring this up because, I mean, there's a lot going around right now with Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. And, Major leaks across the Twitterverse. And it, it's been released at this point, so hopefully you got to see it this weekend. Uh, hopefully spoiler-free. Uh, but it just brings up the topic of spoilers and mm-hmm. how I, my perception is, and I mean, I, I'd be curious getting your thoughts, Trip. of I mm-hmm. feel like it's harder than ever to go into a movie or a TV show, for that matter, just completely with a clean slate. Yeah. Yeah, unless you live under a rock, unless you have absolutely no con- connection to, uh, I won't say without, a, unless, I won't say if you don't have a connection to the outside world, but if you don't have a connection to the digital world, that seems to be the only way that you would be able to walk in uh, fresh faced and bright eyed when you uh, try to watch a movie. Well, uh, but even. Even not connecting to the digital world, I feel like you're still at risk because someone can just make a passing comment of like, mm-hmm. oh, did you see the article that said X? And like, yeah. no! I'm trying to remember. Uh, I can't remember if it was like the Officer Parks and Rec or something else, but like someone is very actively trying not to learn about the game results because they, they have it recorded and they're going to watch it that night. I think that was how, how I met your mother. Was it? I and think then, that, and someone yeah. just like, oh, yeah, did you see that game? The Yankees won. They're like, gosh, yeah. dang it. Like, yeah. they on the whole day. And then yeah. someone just – that's how I feel like spoilers are. Like, it, yeah. you, you can try your best to go off-grid, you mm-hmm. know, disable all of your social media channels. But then all it takes is just one person at a water cooler going, hey, did you find out yeah. that such and such is in the movie? A couple of channels that I follow on Instagram that are very heavily comic book and superhero-related – have turned off comments on their posts to avoid spoilers from the upcoming Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2 movie. Yeah, well, as they have to, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and it brings up several questions to me. Is it is it harder because people are just even more trolls online and they just don't care? Or is it just they're so 
th there's many more channels through which a leak can come. I, I, yeah, I think it's all of the above. Um, <laughs> you know, this is all, this is anecdotal, not statistical. I don't have any numbers or anything like that to back it up. But it does seem to me that the landscape right now uh, in media is um, everybody is after a, an exclusive. Everybody mm. wants to be the first to get a click on something. And so, so much of, especially in the movies and things like that, I mean, just to say nothing of just your run-of-the-mill journalism uh, for actual events that matter, <laughs> lest, <laughs> right. lest, we, lest we forget, spoilers are a first-world problem, so we, can, it's, it's, we, we certainly have the freedom to dive into all of this, but, um, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, you know, this is entertainment. However, that being said, <laughs> there's it, it really seems like everybody is in such a rush to uh, get some sort of information that nobody else has. First comment. And, First comment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, and so I think that uh, the I think the landscape is ripe for that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, when news, and, news becomes clickbait. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know, in this case. I mean, I don't think it's clickbait. There's some speculation. So unfortunately, I am privy to the to the leak. I will not give any. I will not give any spoilers away, uh, specifically with Multiverse of Madness. But I don't think that it's clickbait. I think it's it's real. Um, hmm. It could be. It could be marketing misdirection. I mean, who's to say? Uh, like I worked on a couple of music videos uh, 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 several years ago. That and they told the, the the company told me when it was supposed to be released when the video was supposed to be released like on YouTube and yeah, why yeah. that sort of thing, and it got released like a month early, for like twenty four hours, and I said hey I found it but I don't know what happened to it and they said I think they le I think the record company leaked it early to get a little buzz going ah uh, okay so it's entirely possible that um. It's entirely possible that some of this could just be an opportunity to create buzz. I just don't think this particular case is. So all that to say, coming well, back full circle. But but that having been said, I I feel like, it, and maybe this is just because it's market saturation. I mm -hmm. don't feel like there was any build up to this. I remember they no, dropped there the was trailer, not. and then I was like, oh wait, that's happening May sixth. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I, I, oh, that's the release date. Like, I, I, yeah. I was even shocked that it was coming out this weekend. I mean, people are saying, yeah. like, all right, I had to buy my tickets because I don't want it spoiled. I'm like, wait, first right. off, it's coming out. Second, huh? Yeah. Spoilers. So, yeah. May, maybe it is. They, well, they were like, man, no one knows about this movie. Release the leaks. I think that Daisy Chains off of, that's a great point because that Daisy Chains off of what you said two weeks ago, two episodes ago, um, that, um, like, Talking the Thor trailer came out. No, oh, Thor. Thor. Oh, they Thor. Yeah, less than 90 and how days. Thor, yeah, less than 90 days out. And you're like, are they just afraid they're going to cannibalize mm -hmm. their material? Like, will the beast eat its own tail by accident? So that's a great point. It's it's entirely possible. Um, well, the biggest... Uh, go ahead. Just one other thing to throw in there is talk about a saturated week for Disney because uh -huh. you've got tomorrow is simultaneously the season finale of Moon Knight. Right, Thursday the 4th. Which is simultaneously May the 4th. 
which mm-hmm. has always been traditionally a huge Star Wars day, which for Disney mm-hmm. is just marketing day. Mm-hmm. Let's push that merchandise. Uh, yeah. And then two days later, you got the release of a the, the first major Phase yeah. 4 movie. Like, I know, I yeah. know officially... Uh, Black Widow was the first Phase Four, but I don't feel like it really moved hmm. the pendulum forward at all. Oh, not at all. That Whereas was a this, nothing movie. I, I feel like this is the note. This is kickstarting the multiverse. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is kickstarting the cinematic Phase Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and I feel like it's got relatively little hype being yeah. that kind of tentpole movie. So again, specifically with Doctor Strange, some of this may be related to. I think you're on to something for starters, but I also, so, and I think maybe some of this could be related to, um, uh, the delays from COVID, uh, that all of a sudden, you know, that maybe, maybe these movies would have come out earlier and be a little more, uh, spaced apart, uh, than, than they would have otherwise that now that said, I don't know what the timeline was. And when they finally started up production again, I don't know if any of these things were like halfway shot before they had to shut down or anything like that. So it does seem to me if, if none of this stuff was like halfway done, if they didn't have any production on any of these movies or shows that we've, we've listed so far, then it does still seem to me like they would be starting over from zero and be able to mm-hmm. um, recalibrate, uh, yeah, recalibrate and and pace themselves a little bit better. Mm. But well, I, I think you're right because I, I want to say I remember that Multiverse mm. of Madness was supposed to be released last year, which in my mind that makes a lot right, more yeah. sense because I feel like it is the the spiritual successor of certainly WandaVision. Oh, definitely. But, but yeah. like I was expecting like Loki finishes and then I want to mm-hmm. see Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, so yeah. to have that large of a gap between those two narratives, yeah, may, maybe it's the, the COVID of things. Um, yeah. Or or they they just got that backlog and they're like guys we we got to release Maybe it so. we got to get it out of the system we we've had yeah. <laughs> cinematic constipation just x lax this this out of there I know it's gonna I know it's gonna be some nerd diarrhea but just it's right. gotta come out nerder nerderia at the same time that's what it has felt like for me to where I'm like oh Moon I gotta Knight. keep up <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> Obi-Wan. No, no, Obi-Wan. I, mean, I mean, think about it. Like, it really is the Nerderia. That's the yeah. name of this episode. We're just going to name this episode Nerderia. Diarrhead. Anyway. Spoiler Nerderia. But, you know, it's funny talking about, but, you know, is there a plan in the leaks? You know, I, I think often art I- imitates life. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, I think the best art does in some way. And it... You know, we, we normally don't get re- very political in this show, so this is not meant to be that statement. But I just find it interesting that there's this huge leak about Doctor oh, Strange yeah. the same yeah. week that there's this huge leak of Roe vs. Wade. Yeah. And, and so it, is it just, you know, we really – they aren't true leaks. They're all right. publicity plays, right? Like, it's but, but possible. It's, like, it's a leak, and then you know that's yeah. what that's what creates the clickbait media. It's it's entirely possible. I mean, that all if if I am right about anything that I just said, then everything you said just just fits the bill for what I just described. Now, the difference is that this is a. This is a, a leak that happened before the movie was released. And 
most of the spoilers that I have experienced have always been after the fact because I can't. If I if I if I wait, uh, yeah, if exactly. So if I have to wait just a week, I wind up having to. I wind up having to. uh, really guard my eyes mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that I mean because if nothing, it's not like people go and post a play-by-play of the story, but memes come out and gifs and stuff like that, and oh, they yeah. post stuff to be funny, and that is how. Spoiler alert! If you haven't already seen The Force Awakens, that's how <laughs> I found out that. Um, that's what, how I found out that um, uh, uh, Han Solo died. And really, was a meme. I did. Yes, that's how I found out. There was a meme of that was kind of a close up of um, so Han Solo. It's very meme spirited. Yes, uh, and it was a close up of the face he made when he had been stabbed by the lightsaber. But it was a, because it was a close up. I couldn't quite tell what was going on at first. I thought he just had a field of red. Like maybe I think I knew that there was a new Death Star or something like that in the movie. Okay, so maybe he was looking um, at it. So maybe but it was like a a beam, uh, a laser beam like shooting behind him or something like that. Um uh, but then I read the caption of the photo and I went, "Oh no." Like I had no idea what I was looking at oh. and so it was one of those it was one of those the pieces slowly came together and then by the time it all formed a whole, it was too late. I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't unsee it. So, uh, now that said, I still saw it happen and I was absolutely broken hearted. <laughs> I did not want to see that happen, but, um, well, yeah, he still for, came back for me, in rise of Skywalker. That's true. Randomly. It's still and very, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just for and like, quick side note. I, I, I count the, the first six movies as Canon. I don't count those last three. <laughs> those, those last three didn't happen to me. It, it was a Disney um, brain fart, but it is still, uh, yeah. Um, it was a Disney wet fart is what it was. It was, it was gross. Some murderia is what it, it was. was. Yeah. And not the good kind. Grinder um, murderia. Although actually, Oh, that's yeah. It was there. You're right. It was Disney's grinder pump. Um, I mean, really replace grinder pump in any of those titles and it works. Grinder pump yeah, awakens. That's right. The last grinder pump. The rise, rise of, of the, the grinder pump. pump. <laughs> Which would make sense. Cause when it There's rises, little, that rising is the levels of the grinder pump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then it stops. Yeah. Uh, um, but as I hear myself say this stuff out loud, it is really a flip side of the same coin of, you know, it's not, not so much that it's a publicity stunt, but everybody is trying to stand out. So Mm. in social media channels, for example, they're taking popular culture, pop culture and creating whatever content they can, uh, to get you to laugh or to get you engaged or, you know, to get eyeballs, so, right? Yeah. Like, to get, to get look eyeballs, at me. to separate themselves from the past. The internet yeah. has just become the middle child. You know, right. like it's all about, look at me. See, I got the things you want. Right. Right. Um, you know, the series finale, this is not nearly as big a deal, but the series finale of scrubs 10 years ago was spoiled for me on Facebook. And this was uh, back when Facebook, this was before Facebook was really, um, uh, dating myself, but this was before Facebook was like, um, had the bandwidth to post lots of media and stuff like that. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's it was just, text updates. It, so it was like, yeah. So it was the old fashioned John Doe is, you know, yeah, like you would you have feeling? to, Your you would status. have to give them, right, right. You would have to give them the, 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 you could not change John Doe is, you know, you had to just do something to follow it up with is thinking about what he had for lunch or something. And then, Uh so I just, I read one and it said is thinking about the series finale of scrubs. 
I cried when he left the hospital. And if you know Scrubs, he works <laughs> at a hospital. And, uh, you know, I remember posting in all caps, la, 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 la. Why are you doing that? Why um, would you post that? Yeah. Right. Because when you read a string of text, you're just along for the journey. You're not actively filtering everything. Not especially not 10, 10 years ago when you were going, when you were going, what's, you know, uh, you didn't know any better. You didn't know any better to try and filter things for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spoilers were a brand new thing. So, or, or spoilers were only a word of mouth thing. Like you just knew that yeah. if your friend had gone to see a movie, all right, well, I'm not going to talk to you about that thing. Right. Um, right. Versus now. I mean, it, it could just be a complete accident. A momentary right. glance yeah. on a news feed can, yeah. can destroy your, yeah. <laughs> your virgin voyage, yeah. your maiden voyage into a movie. And the thing is, is it occurs to me that gone are the days of urban legends uh, because you can hmm. verify so many things Instantly, these days. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. So there was a longstanding rumor for the original Final Fantasy VII on the original PlayStation. People were brokenhearted that Eris had died. You know, have mm -hmm. like like three quarters of the way through, out of nowhere, Sephiroth comes in and stabs her. And that was because that was still like the nascent days of storytelling in video games nobody was ready for that mm. um i mean it had happened a few times in the 16-bit final fantasies and stuff like that but just to see it happen in 3d no matter how poorly animated it was it was a gut wrencher and so you cared about the character not the style right exactly and a rumor started that if you played through the game seven times and got a 700 percent completion rate that you could resurrect eris Huh? Well, that never happened. Eris is dead, man. D-E-D -E -D dead. <laughs> and, um, and so, but we don't have anything like that anymore. We don't have any sense of like, w did they, didn't they, will they, won't they, what's true and what isn't. I've never now thought about we I never thought about how that there were fun forms of misinformation. Yes. I mean, I, mean, I think things yes. like Reuters.com are really important because, you know, if someone says, you know, so-and-so just passed this bill, all right, that has a little bit more life consequence than, oh, sure. is Eris going to get resurrected? But no, right, I mean, I, right. I remember playing Ocarina of Time, they're like, oh, well, if you actually stand in this spot, then you can yeah. change Epona's color and ride her exactly. in this spot. And, and then you'd be like, I can't figure out how to do it, but so-and-so at VBS right. told me you could. At VBS? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's where um, you got all the big rumors, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. That and Homeroom. Um, that, <laughs> but, um, but you were homeschooled, weren't you? I, I was, but I mean, so homeroom was literally your homeroom. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. We, our, we, we didn't have study hall was our living room. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was homeschooled for about five years, so I, I can relate a little bit. So it's um, kind of amphibious. Uh, I was amphibious. Yes. I, my, my, to... my mother had this, my mother had this pie in the sky dream of educating me at home. And then after four years, she went, I can't do this. Get back <laughs> in the public school system. I don't care if they give you scoliosis tests or not. Just you just get in there. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need my life back. I, I couldn't find X when I was your age. Now, now I can't right, teach exactly. someone else how to. Uh, right. So I'm trying to think of if I ever had something major spoiled 
And I can't think of something that was like heartbreaking. I, I guess I have more experience of like, wow, what a miracle that somehow that was never spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like one was, I, I don't know what year the sixth sense came out. And mm-hmm. if anyone has not seen it, this is a spoiler warning. Yeah. I didn't see that movie until college. And I yeah. somehow managed to avoid the fact that Bruce Willis was dead. And that you know, like, like, that got spoiled for me in 2004, again in college, um, on a uh, like a VH1 top 100 movies or something like that. Really, like it was like a summary or like or a list. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like some of the best movies of such and such a time. Hey, major spoilers incoming for um, Six Sense, and then then you know the next the very next clip is somebody you know in front of the uh, in front of a green screen with a like a you know totally 2000s background going Bruce Willis is dead. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank, thanks for that. <laughs> It's yeah, kind of the whole movie yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it was five years old, so that's on me. Well, I I mean, for me, it was probably like 2011 until I got around to seeing it. That's um, crazy. And it, it was funny because going into it, everyone was like, wait, no, 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 no. For real, though, like, you don't know about this movie? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, yeah. I've heard I really need to see it. And they're like, but, 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 but like, you, you don't know. And so yeah. half, like, I was the only person in the room. So, of course... When that moment comes, like everyone isn't watching the movie, they're just watching my face, and yeah. you know, and of course I'm going the. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He never makes contact. Like you know, that's and, true. Yeah, yeah. And, and I will say, I mean, that it was really fun, and, and I think that is, that is the shame, is that you still get to see the story, even if you know the mm-hmm. information, but just that moment of unadulterated joy or just yeah. shock that comes yeah. when you just you yeah. don't know yeah. um and, and and then that's why i think those that those moments of just the the purity of those emotions when you're swept up in yeah. the story is what causes that terror when you mm-hmm. don't want to get spoiled because like right. you, you want to protect it because I, I remember when wandavision was dropping and there was all this speculation and people were talking about it and now granted yeah. we were kind of we were kind of coming out of the pandemic, so I feel like the reason WandaVision was such a cultural phenomenon, um, whereas you know the other ones have been not as much. Um, what and the consequence of that is like it was being talked week to week with yes. people that weren't even Marvel nerds. They're like, "Well, I right. heard about this, so I watched it." So I felt yeah. this. I finished Tiger King, and now I need something else to watch. <laughs> right, yeah. So yeah, Tiger King's done. So it was pri- uh, prime. It was prime pan. Prime pandemic prime time. And I, I remember how like there was a couple mornings where I woke up at like 6 a.m. to make sure <laughs> that I could get the episode in before I, I went to work. Too. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it wasn't because I like I was excited to see the episode that badly. It was right. I, I got to see I what happens yeah. so that either a I can talk intelligently about it at lunch a day or b right. Susan's going to say something that ruins the episode yeah, <laughs> if, if I right. find out. So right. it, it's, it's irony that you, you, you experience these things for, for the joy of it, but then mm-hmm. there's this pressure. And I think there's, yeah. it, it's a mounting pressure of like, well, gosh, if I, I want to protect those moments, I, I, I gotta, I gotta like speed eat it so that I can yeah. enjoy the taste. There's which definitely ironically, a sense of earth. You, which yeah, ironically yeah. ruins the savoring. Right, exactly. It's just, hmm, that was good. <laughs> it was on to the next thing. And then you're stuffing your face with, you know, something else. Um, 
television, yeah, WandaVision's a great a great example because that was especially such a bizarre show that kept people guessing. Mm-hmm. But it was also on a medium that was more easily accessible and immediately accessible. Everybody could feasibly watch it at the same time. Mm-hmm. There were no showings. You did not have to wait. You did not have to... Um, you definitely wanted to consume it within 48 hours, but you did not necessarily have to wait... Um, or you did not necessarily have to see it opening night in order to avoid spoilers or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, and it was, and so it, it was, it controlled the spoilers because there were some weeks where like nothing major happened. I mean, very few, very few were nothing happened, but um, you know, the big reveals people could ostensibly experience them all at once hmm. and then talk about it. Yeah, and if you like, and if you absolutely had to catch up, there wasn't a barrier to entry of like, well, gosh, I got to go get a movie ticket, exactly. arrange exactly. childcare, and then and that's a bit, yeah, that was a big one for us. We could watch it at night after we put the kids down. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I love movies, I am not, I'm not Kevin. I don't go out of my way <laughs> to go to go watch things on opening night. I've never been to a midnight showing. Um, Wait, and hold so up. never. Never once. And all There's, of your nerd, like, no, like, never Batman been, Superman, you've never... I like my sleep, man. Uh, there is... There <laughs> like, has nothing never will been ever something... outrank my pillow. Exactly. <laughs> there is nothing that I have ever wanted to see so badly that I was willing to endure that. Now, I mean, my history as a, as a theater curmudgeon precedes me. I've, 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 I've fleshed that out many a time on different episodes here. Well, you look like you got something snarky to say. Go. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm just shocked because I felt like that was part of your nerd passport is that you've been to at least one. Because it's not about seeing it first. It's about the camaraderie and the experience. Because you don't just go to the showing. You dress up. You talk to people beforehand. You talk to people after. You go to IHOP or Waffle House afterward and eat yourself sick at 4 a.m. on waffles and, and junk food. Like that, that is a midnight showing. Like almost seeing it at midnight is almost an afterthought. It's more, it's ah, like the event. It's kind of like a how, blip on the radar. Like people don't gotcha. watch the Kentucky Derby because they care a rat's behind about horses running. They go because they want to for drink the floppy bourbon, hats and the mojitos. The floppy hats and mojito. Like that's why <laughs> you watch the Kentucky that's, Derby. Like yeah. that's why you go to a midnight showing. It's not to yeah. be you know hashtag saw it first. It's it's for the the. It's kind of like a mini Dragon Con or Comic Con when you go to the Well, as great show. as all of that sounds, I've also established, I've also made very clear my lonely childhood. So remember, <laughs> two, two, two Digimon? Remember, Zach, the two <laughs> Digimon? The two Digimon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, not so much. But, I mean, I'm still young. It's uh, i got plenty of time ahead of me to, to do stuff like that. So maybe, what, maybe what, someday I will. Is, is that there part... any property that would even remotely tempt you? Well, the property, no. But the people, yes. I mean, if I okay. was out there with you, yeah, I'd go see a midnight showing with you guys or something like that. Yeah, and see, and um, that, you got to have your crew. Like, I will say, yeah. I, I have never – I will say that I've never been to a midnight showing by myself. Like, it's always been mm-hmm. with a group of friends. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, like, if, if it's all about seeing it, then I can wait till the next day. In fact, right. I'll wait for the 11 a.m. showing on Friday that's cheaper. Like, right, <laughs> like if I'm just right. going by yeah. myself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, so yeah, get, we, we should do that for, for Dagum Nerds. Find a, a movie that we that. care enough about 
to go yeah. see a midnight showing. I'd be down with that. Um, so to that point about the fact that there's nothing that I've ever really seen on opening night. Not, not since I got hit my late twenties, especially not since I had kids. Oh yeah. I, I will admit, and this will probably, this will, this will probably get some people to raise their pitchforks and torches. Um, because I know I have had so many things spoiled for me. I found out about fat Thor in the, in Avengers Endgame uh, through, through spoilers. Oh it was a man. Jo- it was a joke about coronavirus, which at the time I think was being, co- yeah, uh, it was um, uh, at that time, you know, like the name was, had been changing back and forth between like Wuhan virus, coronavirus, right. COVID-19. It was we not called sure COVID-19. Yeah. yeah, SARS VO two so, four five. It, yeah, <laughs> it was a and it was a meme that said beer kills the coronavirus or Wuhan or something like that, and it was a photo of Fat Thor with a mug of mead and it said the healthiest man in the world. <laughs> um, I found out. Well, at um, first, did you go, man? Someone really photoshopped Chris Hemsworth. Like, yeah, or- for a split second, I was like, that ain't <laughs> right. Um, and I found out about the hammer. The Captain America wielding Mjolnir, uh, by so to oh, that end, shoot to like that, that end that I moment. I will fully admit oh. uh, to that end. I will fully admit that I have made a habit of going on Wikipedia and reading the story, the plot lines of movies I have not seen. So I did that for Spider Man No Way Home. Still haven't seen the movie. I did that for Endgame after those things were spoiled for me. The and the way I see it is. Is that at least you're going to spoil it on your terms? Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. The army has broken into the Alamo. I will fall on the own my own sword. I will not let them take me. Um, So, at least I can avoid that. Ah, like at least at least I don't put all this effort into trying to avoid Avoid spoilers. Yeah, Um, you know when I started seeing actual screen grabs not not crappy photos but actual screen grabs from spider-man no way home of andrew garfield i knew i was screwed like you know i was there i was like there's no way Man, i'm going to avoid yeah. you know mm. so it's just for me it's not something that i can afford to make a priority right now yeah. um and so if they're going to be ruined for me i would prefer to at least read a Wikipedia summary that kind of takes me on a journey. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, this was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, exactly. I, don't know how, I don't know how I feel about this. Because, I mean, it's... I know. It, I know. Like, I, I understand. It, I mean, it's almost like... I, I've talked to Meredith. I'm like, listen, if there's a zombie ac- apocalypse, I'm covering myself in bacon and running out into a field. Like, I'm, right. I'm, I'm not going to be that guy that, like, is walking on eggshells to not become a zombie. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to make my peace with people I love. And then just be like, all right, bye. Find some leftover brains, bathe in them. And then just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I understand that (laughs) mentality, but at the same time, I guess for me, it's just, I've gone to the midnight showings. I've had the, the total naivete. And then they drop the truth bomb and just like mind blown. Cause I mean, for, yeah. uh, I mean, the, the the Milner thing with Captain America, like that was the moment, I would say, just forever solidify my mind. See, this is why you go opening night with a bunch of people. Because, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, up to that point, I'd only gone to opening night for uh, Revenge of the Sith. 
because, you know, okay. shocker, yeah. huge Star Wars fan. And really, right. I just went so that I could dress up in Jedi robes and swing a lightsaber, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we were normally homeschoolers who so we went to the 11 a.m. showing on Friday because it was matinee pricing. Um, right. But, but I mean, made an exception for that one. And then, uh, like, that was it. I, I didn't really yeah. go to the midnight showing to anything else until in game and even then we didn't go to the midnight showing we went to the now i call it the powder puff midnight showing it's just yeah. theaters trying to sell more tickets but it's the 7 yeah. p.m showing on thursday right. the um, early bird special yeah the early bird midnight <laughs> showing for the, the old folks now i would be down for a 7 p.m special see right like you they still, understand you could still yeah you could still go to a waffle house and eat for a couple of hours and be 11 o'clock and you'd have plenty of time to digest before you lay down Yeah, and that's, you can still get home that's at how one. old i am yeah that's how old I am, where I'm thinking about how long it's going to take me before I can lay down and not get indigestion. What's the, the syrup digestion period right, ratio, right. right? How long can I, at 36, what's the rate of metabolizing that I can expect to do with the sugar? Because I need at least a 90-minute ramp. <laughs> right, um, right. So uh, I that movie, Endgame, scene, opening night with fans and just like feeling the air leave the room with yeah. the gasp of like, <gasps> like it was just, yeah. it was magical. And, and like, yeah. I, I remember when the pandemic was over, I can't remember which movie it was in front of. Uh, what was the, Oh, it was Shang-Chi. That was the first oh, yeah. movie that Meredith and I went back to watch. And it was funny cause it was just a spontaneous decision. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's find a babysitter in two hours and we're going to go see a movie tonight. And yeah. so it, Shang-Chi was out. And before it, uh, I mean, you could tell it was basically Disney's plea to, like, please come back and watch our movies. Right, right. Black Widow was a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, we're so sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. We messed up. How um, many times do I have to say it? <laughs> we're already losing everything to Scarlett Johansson suing us. So <laughs> yeah. they they played this trailer, and it was basically just a love note to, like, come back to the movies and it was like a bunch oh, yeah, of it was I a bunch that. of just reaction shots of people reacting to yeah. famous moments in cinema history yeah. um and i was like you know i i remember <laughs> having that moment in endgame like like i do remember that moment yeah. so as much as i felt manipulated in that moment of like man they're just trying to market on my nostalgia here i'm like yeah. but they have a point there is just yeah. it, you you can't create a recipe because it, it's just, it has to be the right moment. You have to have the right level of mm. investment and you have to have the right crowd. Cause yeah. I have been with movie crowds that made it worse, whether through just their total lack uh, of care yeah. or like that. I mean, not going to lie. Sometimes kids can make a movie and sometimes kids can break a movie mm. uh, because it, it's cute when you've got a little kid going, <gasps> it also yeah. is a huge buzzkill when a kid's like, my, my pee's on the floor, and they're sitting right behind you. <laughs> and, and, and you're just like, oh. My little yeah. cousin jumped up and started singing the ABCs out of nowhere. Because <laughs> he, he wanted to be intentionally disruptive. Because he thought it was funny. Wow, start him early, just, trolling. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I, and he was 32 when that happened. So uh, that's... <laughs> No, uh, I think he was like five. I think he was five <laughs> or six. My grandmother took all the cousins to a movie, and 
that was the that was one of the times that that's when my curmudgeonness started because it bothered me so much. Even as a little kid, I've told you I love to be absorbed in what's happening. I don't want other I don't want outside stimulus to interrupt it for me. And when he did that, I went, I'm getting too old for this. Like I literally <laughs> that was my at, what at I meant by that seven. was Well, yeah, because I, I think I was actually eight. I think there's a three year difference between the two of us. And that is when I went, I don't want to go to movies with grandma anymore. Because she'll, t- yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> or friends. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and, and I will say, it, I mean, what do you expect from a kid? Because what's the first thing you do when True. you go to a movie theater? We're going to give you a like mega gulp worth of sugary soda. <laughs> right. Sit you in a seat, right. probably buy a couple candy bars, and then yeah. expect you to sit in the dark. Enjoy these with- jujubes. You know, we're going to we're going to just inject you with sugar and then mm-hmm. expect you to not have color commentary or be right. fidgety for the next 2 <laughs> right. hours. Right. And really it's closer to 3 by the time the previews are done. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, you're kind of doing it to yourself, which is why yeah. I think you just have to have a different mentality like I'm going to the theater for the experience, not even the right. movie per se. Right. Yeah. So, you got to be okay sometimes rolling the dice with uh, the crowd commentary. So, Flip the switch and tell me if you have ever spoiled something for somebody. Oh, I, you know, I, I should have written this down on paper beforehand because I do remember feeling so. So it never happened in a movie. It never happened mm-hmm. in a movie. But I do remember that when Game of Thrones was a thing, I accidentally spoiled for someone the Red Wedding and oh, just okay. felt awful. Yeah. Because they, they were, like, coming into it, and they are like, oh, yeah, Will's my favorite character. And I'll be like, yeah, too bad he's dead before season four. Right. And, and, and like, it, it was just the, the series had been out for, like, two years. Like, we, we were, like, yeah. on season five. So, like, I just forgot that, no, oh, well, someone is still, you know, starting right. out. And I just right. remember being like, oh, and I felt so bad <laughs> for them because, like, talk about another, like, ooh, you don't want it spoiled just yeah. so that you can watch other people's reactions when they get there. Right, um, right. So I, I do remember spoiling that. I, I remember, though, uh, probably the worst spoiler experience I've ever had was having to hold on to one. Mm-hmm. And that and it actually it was Game of Thrones, and that was the fact that um, Jon Snow mm-hmm. dies at the end of, uh, like, what was season five was yeah. book five. Yeah. And I had to sit on that for like seven years because Did you I read the books. Cause I read the books Oh, okay, because okay. like I watched season one game of Thrones. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, though I will say I, 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 well, I can neither confirm nor deny that a bootleg copy was given to me. that <laughs> Actually had all of the, um, the nudity and yeah. like, uh, I, I think it was just a new. Oh, did you watch like, it on VidAngel or something? <laughs> no, I, listen, VidAngel would show you like the opening title and then credits. Yeah. Um, na 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 I, I was able to get my hands on that after, after I, I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to read these books. And mm. I will say the books read like history books more than they do fantasy. Okay. Um, okay. So it, uh, 
I enjoy the story. I don't even necessarily recommend the books, but I, yeah. I just, I, I was all about, I, I've got that kind of addictive personality that like once I start down yeah. a, a, a track, yeah. like I'm going to get every train in the set and I'm going to go full yeah. speed. So I got to the end. And at the time we were only on like season three of the show. Okay. okay. And I had friends who were going like, Oh, Jon Snow's my favorite. And I'm going mm-hmm. like, yeah. to be you. Yeah. But I had to sit on that. I had right. to sit on that for so long. And it was actually because of that experience that I have now vowed to never again read the books for a show that I'm invested in. Okay. Now, obviously, you know, if I've read the book series beforehand and they start making a show, all right, no harm, no foul. I know what's coming down yeah. the pipe. But if it, yeah. if I get into a show first, I will yeah. not go read the books. Or if I gotcha. read the books, it'll be in tandem with yeah. the show as it has been released. Because okay. when I've, I, I did that for The Expanse. Cause I was not about to have that happen to me again with the expanse. Cause books? I found that. Oh yeah. And there's oh, cool. tons of books. Cause I think okay. Amazon said they're done. I, I, I kind of believe them cause I don't know if they're going to get enough of a rally based yeah. off of the, the reception yeah. of the last two seasons. Um, but I mean, there's like, they only did, I, I, I'm going to be corrected on this. They only did six seasons, but I mean, there's like 12 books. Five or six. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I want to. I actually, I'm I'm confident it's six because they did a fourth. They came out with a fifth, and then six was the season was the the show finale. Okay, um, all right. But uh, I I very purposely was like, nope, I'm not gonna have another John <laughs> Snow do moment. It. Yeah, and, and and Andrew's like, oh, I'm reading the books. They're so good. I'm like, shut up, shut it, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut your mouth. All right, I just all right, zip it. And he's like, zip but they're it. so good. I'm like, don't care. Dad, I'm do you want to suck on my zipper? <laughs> I uh, Doctor Evil. Not, anybody? No. I'm going to, I was like, uh, you know, nothing, Jon Snow. So therefore I want to know nothing when I go into a new show. So did you get the reference I just made there or did I just date myself again? I did not get it at all. Uh, Austin Powers. All right. Spoiler warnings. It was, it was, um, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Well, Evil. Yeah. When and he said Dr. Evil, I knew that was Austin Powers. He um, said, my there's uncles a, there's... were huge into Austin Powers. Okay. And there and so, was. Go ahead. I've watched them through osmosis. Like it's how I experienced Seinfeld. I have never. So it wasn't until earlier this year when Netflix picked up Seinfeld. I'm like, you know what? Mm. Gosh, I'm going to watch it. See what this is all about. I I, I could quote every episode because of my uncles. So I could quote tons of Austin powers because of my uncles. So on that note, I think I am uh, quickly, just a quick aside. Um, because I've got like several things that you've said that I've got to double back on. Uh, one, <laughs> stop I talking. I, I got to. I think up. I am finally an Office fan. Faith has played really? that so many times in our house that it, the cringe has lost all weight with me, and now I can just laugh at the funny parts. See, so, you have to muscle through. It's kind of like it's that, uh, it's that line in Ratatouille where he's like. You know, don't just hork it down. Yeah, well, once you get past the the re, the oh, what is it? The what reflex? The gag reflex. It yeah, really for, opens yeah. up your options. <laughs> once yeah. you get past the cringe in the office, yeah. then it's just yeah. joy. I've just it's it's exposure therapy. I've just finally gotten inoculated <laughs> against it so much um, that I'm actually starting to enjoy it for what it is. And having, you know, as with any other show, having. Um, uh, episodes and or seasons that I prefer over others. Those are ones that I engaged with more before I can say I was a fan. Now we're watching it all over again and taking it back from season one. And so I'm able to watch these things and go, Oh, you know what? That ties into something they did later on. So I'm enjoying it a lot more. 
um, just because my wife has insisted on reliving it so much. Now, uh, so that was that was that was the first part. <laughs> the second part was, um, uh, does Jon Snow get resurrected in the books? Well, see, that's the thing. Is no. Is is okay. Like, All right. Again. George R. R. Martin just is raising the giant middle finger to the fandom yeah. and still has not. He literally did wins. that. Did you know he literally did that? Because somebody said to him in an interview, in an interview, what do you, what do you say to people who are worried that you're taking too long and you're going to die before you finish the books? <laughs> and he held up a middle finger and he was like, and here's he my said, number one reason. And he said, F you. <laughs> he said, I don't care. <laughs> and that sounds about right. I mean, yeah. it, it, like, it it's nothing except trolling at this point to yeah. have not finish that book. I mean, right. to, to literally have gone and that like show. written prequels oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. and yeah. an anthology, uh, but at the same time, and a video but, game and a video game, and he you know, wrote, consulted he on Elden wrote Ring. a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, my theory is that his last big publicity stunt is going to be writing you know, Winds of Winter. He probably already has the final book written as well, but just isn't mentioning mm-hmm. it. And it's going to be different from how the show ended. And mm-hmm. so that's going to be his last big publicity stunt. Be like, hey, if you don't like the show ending, here's the the real Right. Ending. And then it's you're going to have... not a bad idea. Uh, well, listen, I, I think he could make millions on that alone. Yeah. Um, it's kind of <laughs> why my, my, my theory for George Lucas is right before he dies, he's going to be like, and Yoda is the species. <sighs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that's going to be his last, his last thing. Or here's, here's the script that I would have written, mm. and he publishes it right before he kicks oh, listen, the Oh, listen, that might still happen. I, that's I, true. I, I, could, I, can, I know people have joked about, like, oh, they're going to remake the prequels one day. I, mm. I think the sequels will be remade before they redo the, the prequels. I sure hope so. I sure uh, hope so. I mean, the, the only thing um, Disney would lose is all the infrastructure they've done for their theme parks. But <laughs> And the reference I was, the Austin Powers reference I was making just a minute ago when you were telling Andrew to shut up was, um, it's either, the, I think it's the first one. Um, Austin, uh, Dr. Evil has a son, Scott, played by Seth Green. Scott Evil. Wow. And Scott is actually the voice of reason, but he always gets shut down because he's like, there's so many t- things that, Dr. Evil wants to do that is completely over the top. Um, Mm -hmm. Prime 1960s James Bond villain, just completely uh, far too, far too elaborate and way too many things that could go wrong. Like there's one point where Scott Evil goes, why are you leaving them in that room to be eaten by sharks? Give me a gun. I'll go in there and shoot them. (laughs) But he's like, you have, you have no sense of of showmanship. So that, one of the things about Austin Powers is that they will drive a joke into the ground until it it starts funny, then it's not funny, and then it's funny again, and it'll come it'll come back around. So there's like this two minute scene where he keeps trying to talk. Scott Evil keeps trying to talk, and Doctor Evil goes, "All right, zip it," and he would, and then Scott would try to say something. He goes, "Zip it." All right, zip it. Hey, look at me. I'm Zippy Longstocking. Hey, do you want to zuck on my zipper? And it's just this constant puns of involving the the word zip. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Finally, I spoiled Fight Club for somebody. You don't talk about Fight Club. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) That's the one rule. So so again, back in college... um, Kill Bill Volume 1 came out, and I had no idea what it was all about. I didn't know who Quentin Tarantino was or anything like that. Like, little Christian kid growing up and 
uh, until I left my my family's house. I didn't really know a lot <laughs> and about. And then first my, thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're literally right. driving off. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I saw Uma Thurman. I knew who she was. I thought it was mm-hmm. super cool that this chick had a sword, and I love kung fu movies. So I, I eventually it came out on DVD. I watched it. Now, my buddy was a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. So he's like, yeah, we got to watch that. So we watched, we, we watched it together, and, and he said, okay, now you need to watch Pulp Fiction. Um you need to watch Boondock Saints. Now, I had seen Fight Club at this point. So we watched those, and he was talking to my roommate. He goes, to both of us, he said, you need to see Fight Club. I said, that's the one where he turns out to be a schizophrenic, isn't it? And, oh, and you're just trying to clarify because you've my seen roommate, so yeah. And my roommate, oh. goes, my roommate goes, no, yes. <laughs> like, you you jerk. How dare you? Um, wow. But that was like, I watched a series of movies like that. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, Boondock Saints. I mean, Memento, Memento and Fight Oh, Club. heavens. Your brain was just like, exactly. A, a All of these movies were shown of... out of chronological order. So, yes, it was like. My brain hurts. Your brain had I gone through to... a grater, a cheese grater at that yes. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, like a, yeah, like a, like a pretzel a c- machine. A cinema um, grater. Cinema grater. <laughs> and uh, so to decompress, we watched Cannibal the Musical, which was literally a musical about the- What? You're familiar, you're familiar with it? No. Cannibal the Musical? No. Are you fam- okay. Are you familiar with uh, the Toxic Avenger? That movie. Okay. All right. Never mind. Um, It was a movie uh, written and directed by the creators of South Park before they created South Park. And it was published by the same movie company that that published um, uh, The Toxic Avenger, which was kind of a not a smut film. It was a um, but it was like a prime 80s uh, kind of shock film, like very low quality. uh, But the things that they did, like to disgust people. They did it really well. Okay. That was the kind of stuff that they put out. And that's what cannibal. The musical was, which was a stupid, stupid movie that required zero brain cells. And it okay. turned out to be exactly what I needed after watching those five movies back to back to back to back. So, <laughs> it was just kind of um, like taking a big old Novocaine to yeah, the brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a spoof on Oklahoma, the musical. Okay. So, I mean, it is literally a musical, but it's about, I think the character's name is Alfred Packard. It's historical fiction. It is based on the one and only convicted, indicted case of cannibalism in the United States that took place somewhere, I think, in the Rocky Mountains or something like that. That is literally the only historical accurate thing that happens. In, that, that and the then everything about. else. Everything else is pure Trey Parker, Matt Stone imagination okay. wrapped around it. So, anyway... Um, and you, you did that to kind of just assuage your guilty conscience of ruining Fight Club? I, uh, no, I did that because my brain was tied up in knots after okay, watching all okay, those movies. Okay, okay, that's right. Cinematic And, Kay- and my, my, yeah, my roommate said, this is nothing like those movies. I was like, okay. And I watched it. And, it was, <laughs> and you're like, well, you're was, not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I was so mad that I wasted an hour and a half of my time after watching that movie. <laughs> yet... Yet, not unlike, say, Napoleon Dynamite or even The Office, the next morning I woke up and I went, <laughs> like it grew on you. Like it was, it became very quotable. 
Um, yeah, so that's all those can't... movies are. Is it's like they're yeah. so bad that it's quotable. Like, exactly. like that, that's that's what it is. Exactly. Although I did bust a gut at Napoleon Dynamite uh, when I, I rented it back in the days of Blockbuster. Wow. Uh, I, I rented it and I did not think a single thing was funny until Kip tried to demonstrate how tough the Tupperware was by trying to back his <laughs> van over, over it. it and it shattered and he just goes, dang it, so defeated and <laughs> just drives off because he's so embarrassed. Did they ever tell you the backstory to that scene? No, no. Was it supposed to was yeah. It not so 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 that was completely improv <laughs> because the original scene, the original scene, and you got to remember they were doing this not even on a shoestring budget. Like they couldn't even yeah. afford the shoestring. Well, yeah. the original scene was he was supposed to back over the Tupperware. It was going to withstand the van, and he was yeah. going to go pretty cool right like, like that yeah. was the scene <laughs> so that was completely is... improv to where they back over it, it explodes that and then, is so much better and, and like the only thing that was staged is they like after that actor improved the ding it and then like speeding dang off is they then they were like actually that's even better than what we wrote and so they they, they then got the close-up for the dang it Okay. Um, <laughs> but but like the that's, act of like backing up because like you even yeah. see his van like he backs up and it's like that's, like he, <laughs> he wasn't expecting I, it to break yeah that's one thing i've always wondered about when when i hear about improv in movies and they go that actually wasn't scripted I, i'm like okay but which part because <laughs> you obviously take and retake stuff mm-hmm. so at what part like what part in like what angle of the sh- of the shot that has six or seven different shots for one scene am i actually seeing the original improv if, if mm-hmm. anything but right well I, in, I in that instance the the wide was right. the uh the the original and that's true yeah <laughs> dang it dang it that was fantastic um yep. anyway uh <clears throat> um yeah so this yeah, is spoilers. Com- so th- this is this is kind of kind of a spoiler but just we've gotten when you talk very about, far off the beaten path. <laughs> oh, I mean, wh- whenever it's you and me doing more stream of consciousness stuff, I mean, is it really any path? <laughs> no, but these are some of my favorites because this is what I always pictured the podcast being anyway. It's just stream of consciousness conversation. Well, that that's what inspired the show was we have these conversations anyway, like over lunch or, exactly. you know, phone calls, catching up. So uh, if you have not watched... Uh, the Beatles documentary that hit Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things in that movie, and, and funnily enough, Meredith loves it. Like she actually wants to watch it again, and it's an eight-hour okay. documentary. Um, and, and it's just called Get Back, and it it's basically just archive footage of them writing. I think it's their second to last album. Um, oh, okay, something that I think is so cool from it is while you're watching the documentary footage. It'll just be them like in the recording studio jamming out. And then this little text will come up on the screen and it'll just say, this is the recording that made the CD. And and it's just, it's a real, like I wasn't expecting like as an audience member, like it just becomes this hallowed moment of like, what? Like, this is it. This is what Mm. I've, I've heard saying over and over. Like, like yeah, we're seeing it happen. Um, And it's just, it's just this little blurb that comes to like, this is this is the take that made it on the record, wow. um, and and I mean it happens at least twelve times, um, okay. and it, it's insane because some of them like they're they're not even in the recording studio like they're just kind of like in a drum oh, cool. circle, 
and yeah. and then it's like, hey, this was the take that actually made the album. Um, so it's just neat to see, and it just kind of reminded me of when you're like, all right, this was improv, but but which one was real? Oh, um, okay. I was wondering where that came from. Okay. Yeah. So cool. talk about tangential, but slightly related. Have you ever had a video game spoiled for you? Ooh, yes. Very okay. sadly, and and this this is my shame as not only a, a video game player, but as a Star Wars fan, is okay. I had KOTOR spoiled for me. Oh, no. So wow. I, I knew about about Darth Revan before. Like, like So what what is arguably the biggest twist in video game history, and, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, there might be a couple of Final Fantasy diehards out there that say, mm-hmm. no, this moment is bigger, but I mean, I would say comfortably that the Darth Revan reveal is the biggest twist in video mm-hmm. game history. And ah, I, I knew it going into it just from merchandising. <laughs> oh, okay. What merchandising, though? That was 2003. Oh, bobbleheads, posters, T-shirt. I didn't play KOTOR until like 2014. Oh, I, the, okay. I didn't okay. play it until they released it on iPad. If that tells you okay. how much later oh, I played okay. KOTOR. That is most definitely uh, But because okay. of my friendship with Aaron Brown, I knew that at some point in my life, to understand half of his references, I was going to have to play this game. Yeah. Um, but I, I knew going into it, the Darth Revan reveal. Um, Aaron is very much a Cartho Nassi. Would you not agree? Uh, or would you think of him more of as like an H- HK-47 or whatever the the robot is that calls everybody <laughs> meatbags? <laughs> right. No, no, the first. And, um, I mean, he, he grew up on it. He cut his teeth yeah. RPGs playing that one. So, yeah. I mean, and... and it's also a great game. I mean, it's a reason why it's it been is, remastered really and remastered and remastered and still holds up. Is because and now they're building it up from the ground floor. Exactly. Which I'm super exactly. About. And, I mean, that just shows that you know yeah. all of this, all of these racing in the next gen consoles. To all right, what more graphics? What more immersive experience? Like, you know what? It's really about the story and the structure. Yeah. Like, like you know, graphics be darned. I mean, that's why. Even when in that when Eris dies, doesn't matter that she only has three polygons to her body. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're invested in that character. The story structure has you invested, and mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it's home, and you still remember. I still it. think I still think that there is a there is an art to text based games. Not not like mm. um, not like uh, uh, Zork or you yeah know, Zork not, yeah not text based in as much as like you're reading pick stuff up and trying to the type oil in. right pick up enter axe. pick yeah. up axe the <laughs> um, uh, and so uh, but but games that are where the dialogue is text based hmm. like the some of the old Final Fantasies everything pre Final Fantasy ten um, all of the Zeldas up until I guess Breath of the Wild. And even, and even then, most of the yeah. cinematics still have text that you got to follow along with because that's part oh, really? of that, I mean, that's oh, the that's recipe. Great. Oh, that's yeah. Great. I mean, that, they, I mean, they have point. voice the acting. Yeah. They have voice acting in a very like a select few. But even yeah, when there's that. voice acting, you still mm-hmm. have the, the text to accompany it. Well, that's exciting. There's I think that there is an element of um, there's an element of. Extra, there's an extra element of investment because you're creating the voices of these people. You are creating the inflection and yep. the delivery, the pacing, the rhythm of their voices and stuff like that. Uh, and, and I mean, obviously there's, 
great storytelling done with um, top tier voice talent, but there's just something, it just slaps different when you are reading something on screen. Well, it's engaging and, different parts of your brain, yeah, right? You got exactly. the visual, yes. you can hear yes. the sound effects. Now you have to read, so you're engaging that part of your brain that has to interpret symbols. One of my most memorable video game experiences was on this phone, and it was a literal text-based, it was a text-based adventure where you were communicating with a character who was stranded on another planet. And you Whoa. were working, you were, were you working like mission at control? HQ. Yes. Okay. I was the only one he could get a hold of. Uh, or it was either that or like the sci-fi version of his transistor radio. I was the only wavelength he could pick up or something like that. <laughs> and I was, and I was reading, I was reading his voice in, you know, my own mind. And I was the one telling him where they're not to go left or where they're not to stay on a hill long, you know, on, on if he should stay and rest somewhere or if he should keep moving or something like that. <laughs> um, and I was the one responsible for getting him through these different scenarios to hopefully keep him alive. And I killed him like within 10 minutes. <laughs> and because I didn't know what to do. Like, you know, you don't know what. And, and I just remember reading. So what happens is, is that to further the illusion that this is something real that's happening, you're not sitting there engaged the entire time. The guy would do something like you would give him instructions and he'd go, okay, I'll contact you later and go on and like walk, supposedly walk for 20 miles or something like that. And then like and then you, three hours you, later, you get an yes, update. You'd get a text message. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I remember when I told him, I said, just hang out for a little while or something like that. He was like on another planet where the sun, the moment the sun went down, it became like negative 120 degrees below zero or something. <laughs> and, um, I remember, you know, waiting half an hour and then looking at my phone later in the middle of work and seeing, you know, I'm feeling kind of sleepy dot, dot, dot. I think I'm going to take a rest dot, 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 dot. Thank you for your help, but I don't think I'm going to make it dot, dot, dot. In transmission. Now, after the game is after now, when that happens, they give you the good. They they're graceful enough to let you just go ahead and play through it, um, like start to finish. You don't have to like wait an, a half hour to hope that you made the right decision. You can go through the entire thing, but that had absolutely zero graphics, and it was one hundred percent imagination, and it was phenomenal. That was made back in twenty seventeen. Wow. I know. I know. Um, I, I I sucked up every possible app I could from that developer. They were great. Oh, so they did more so, than that? I mean, there was other like mystery yeah, games. Oh, and... Yeah, there were more mystery games, more choose I remember seeing those. Type. I remember seeing those advertised, and I guess just the one that was initially advertised to me just freaked me out because, like, I'd only been married a year, and the game yeah. was like, your wife is communicating with you because a serial killer is like at her yeah. door. And I no, guess I was like, I was no, like, no, I, I might've even been on like a work trip at the time. So I was like, no, yeah. I, why would I do this for fun? That like, is too <laughs> close to home. Yeah, yeah. Like that, it literally hits too close to home. That was the yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, it, it's fascinating. I'll have to give one of those games a try one day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're still on the app store or not. I, 
I think those things probably run their course pretty quickly. So I don't know if you know they've been delisted or not. But if you can find them, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, now, now it's all about you know what's the best graphics or or, or VR experience yeah. you can get on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Red Dead Redemption Two spoiled for me. Um, oh, the video game. Um, you don't have a PlayStation, right? I don't. No, I haven't, I, okay. I haven't had a PlayStation since PlayStation Two. So, all right. So, anything so, PlayStation spoil on? I, okay. I was, I was saying awe because I know that that. I mean, that's like an A list game, so I know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff put into it that. It was. I accidentally just read an article that gave away that gave away the big twist. Um, so the original Red Dead Redemption was released two console generations ago, I think. And you played as, uh, the main character, Jack Marston, who is under duress, um, from the government. He was a former outlaw and they have now tasked him to go round up people from his old team and bring them in, bring them to justice. And he often winds up shooting a lot of them. Mm. Um, then by the end of it, the end of it is, um, he goes back to his ranch cause he hopes that all is well. But the government shows up and attacks him. And no matter what you do, you die at the end of it. So, like, the final shot as playing as Jack Marston is you you have fended the, the barn for as long as you possibly can. You get your wife and your 11-year-old son on the horse to get them to take off. And then you walk out of the barn in slow motion you pull your gun and you shoot as many people as you possibly can, but there's nothing that you can do to actually win the game, the fight. And you get riddled with bullets. Red dead redemption two is a prequel. And you actually play as Arthur Morgan for the majority of it. And so I went into it. Like I was probably like 10 hours, 15 hours into it, you know, really, really enjoying the game. It talks about all the backstory. Mm. Jack Marston is in it, but he's not a playable character. So, um, Arthur Morgan is collecting debts for the gang at some point. Mm-hmm. And he beats up this one guy and uh, to get his money at the very beginning of the game, like maybe two or three hours into the game. And, um, you know, the guy is like coughing. He's, you know, he's got something. You don't know what it is. And, um, he like coughs on Arthur's face and Arthur just kind of wipes it off. And you can kind of see as he rides off, he wipes it off later. You don't think anything of it until 20, 30 hours into the game. You've completely forgotten about it. You're at, at some point that's worked into the code. You are on horseback and you fall right off of it in a coughing fit. And you find out that you have tuberculosis that you got from that dude that you you got sick because you were living a lifestyle that was that that hurt other people and now there's nothing you can do about it you are going to die oh dang so he dies at the end of the game and you think that's it and the whole thing is like kind of how he sets jack up for success cuz jack is the only one with a wife and a kid mm-hmm. all that good stuff he's trying to redeem himself you die and then you, and then the game picks back up, and you are playing as Jack Marston again. So, like, the game not only tells this separate story, it tells the aftermath of what happened between Arthur's storyline and the and before Jack Marston gets roped into the events of Red Dead Redemption One. 
It huh. talks about okay, so it's like how a he prequel and then another prequel. It's like Borderlands one point five, if okay. you will. Like yeah, you yeah. know, the story between the stories. Okay, and um, so that got spoiled for me. That got ah. spoiled. I mean, the, the so second I, half I, that like it, you go back to to Jack. Okay. Yeah. You go back to Jack Marston, and uh, yeah, so it was, was it Jack Marston? Either way, yeah, I mean, it's too, 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 compl- Jack might, might have been his son, but I can't, I can't remember. Uh, either way, yeah, I mean, just, it, it, th- that is something that should have been this tremendous gut punch mm. for you, especially in a video game where you are supposedly, there's the illusion that you are ordering the events of the game. You know, there's this mm. illusion of choice where you are deciding what storylines to pick up. You're, you're given choices within the story uh, to a certain extent. So you're able to say, yes, I will do this. No, I won't do that. Yes, we'll go in the back. We'll sneak around. No, we'll go in guns blazing. And then this happens. And you totally, you know, so to know that going in is just, Holy crap. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, you just, it's just, a, instead of it's, it's not a question of if it's a question of when mm-hmm. you're just braced for it the entire time. So yeah, you, you can influence, but you can't avoid. Right. Hmm. Right. And that is something like games are something that I do still actively avoid spoilers for because I can, I, I can um, typically play those on my terms. Yeah. And, I, I'd say games, I think are a little bit more protected, but it does have, it, I, I guess it has that much more of a a devastation when it is spoiled because yeah. unlike a movie that you're like oh well two hours but like if if you are only two hours into a sixty hour game and something yes. that happens at hour forty has been spoiled you're like right. well gosh now I know it's coming and it yeah. almost ruins the ride leading up to yeah. that moment hmm. yeah exactly exactly I mean it's it's a flip side of the same coin. Um, if you will, because it's, there's so many, um, it's, it's the same idea that the, you, you, whatever investment you have is somewhat ruined or it prevents you from having a certain level of investment. Um, but you know, either, either way, for whatever reason, it's been easier for me to avoid those spoilers. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it, man. I mean, I think we kind of ran the gamut today. I mean, I I was going to say, I've got one more spoiler to drop, and that's Uh, that... You're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, listen, I would get in so much trouble if that was where this Congratulations, Meredith! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Uh, I was going to say, join our Discord, because we have fun there. I mean, don't mean to spoil it for you, but we have a lot of fun. Don't tell everybody! Let it be. It needs to be a surprise. They need to oh, go in with man, no I just expectations. We have so much fun on Discord. They're supposed you to go in with no expectations and then be surprised. Ah, oh, well, that or here, I'll make up for it. Join our patron program because then you know what? If you don't want to have these episodes spoiled, you can sit in while we're recording it. That yeah. is the definition. It's kind of like being opening night for the episode. You mm-hmm. get to, so you will never have a Dagum Nerds episode. You can dress you. up as one of us if you want to. Sure, you I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, seriously, we would love to have you along. We have so much fun doing this, and your support helps us continue to do it and get the word yeah. out to other nerds really out does. there. So, Trip, pleasure as always to conversate with you. Pleasure was all mine, ma'am. And we will catch you later, Dagum, Dagum Nerds. nerds. Game over.